You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. <laughs> Mr. Sussman downstairs saying it's toasty on the fourth floor of the Fantasy Pitamentary, as Spit Speeds calls it. I'm upstairs, Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan, Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. The accuracy expert, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica. For the next two hours, got you covered. Looking back at what was the 2017 NFL season. As far as Week 17 goes, I'm, listen, it's too much for me, to be honest with you. But if you got a Week 17 thing, 844-843-6879, and the four of us will talk through it together. That's how we'll go ahead and get that done. Um, and we talk, Yesterday, we were talking a little bit about um, Mount Rushmore of... Like the worst sports fans, maybe we'll keep that going a little bit today because I had to—I forgot I was thinking about it last night, and I forgot about the DC football team and how horrific those fans are. So I wanted to make sure I gave them their proper distinction. And obviously, you know, you—I know people are going to say New York Yankee fans and Cowboy fans, whatever. You don't like to sing "Hail to the Redskins." No, I don't sing that. I don't sing HTTRs. <laughs> you know, I, and tell you how Skins fans are, right? I had a Skin fan ask me one time, "What does HTTR stand for?" I'm like, "You see what I mean? You just want to hate Dallas. That's it." Uh, all in, kid. Jake Seeley speaking. Uh, first, first and foremost, good morning. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Corey. Thank you very much. Glad to have you on board today, Matt Medica. I didn't ask how you were doing. <laughs> I, I, I assume that you did care. Uh, Matt Medica, what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, all is good. Uh, trying to stay warm. That's but, the whole thing. Yeah, that, that is probably the, the key word of the day. Doc, Doc said it was 28 in Atlanta. That's frigid. And it was when I woke up this morning, the clock said, uh, my phone said 15. So we just, me and Kennedy. Negative we, one with the windshield. We got in the Uber. We wasn't, I wasn't walking down Linux Avenue this morning. <laughs> you can get that, Jack. <laughs> Long johned up. We was, we was ready to, we was ready to go. Um, I want to talk about this. Did, Jake, did you see Des Bryant's comments yesterday? Did you hear about these things uh, that Des Bryant was saying yesterday in his little, like, I guess you would call like a season exit interview? No, I did not. not it's nothing I hate more than having a bad season and then being like, I was hurt. Yeah, I hate that as well. I, I yeah. don't like that. Look, if you you want to say you were hurt, come out earlier in the season. Don't have a bad year. And then, you know, look, there are some players that play through the injuries. And I'm sure, you, you know, it's football. You're banged up. Nobody's 100% after week one. But don't use that excuse. That sucks. That's like me coming in here having a bad, you know, performance and being like, oh, I had the flu. <laughs> Which I had several Michael Jordan flu games throughout the course of the season, but I hung it in and hanged it out, banged it out. So today, what we're going to do when we come back on Unside, we'll get into the wide receivers and the running backs, let you know who finished as top twelve guys, maybe look forward and prognosticate to what these gentlemen can do next year. We got that. You all gentlemen got that uh, link right with the FNTSY awards. Uh yes. So maybe we'll go through that, talk about that a little bit. Some of the players that are on that list, and I know I was I was worried about not getting the right person for the fantasy breakout player of 2017, but he was in there, so I'm glad Adam Thielen. I'm giving him that award. Adam Thielen was the breakout fantasy star of 2017. I got a Thielen. Nice so when we come back on the other side, figure out why he was. Oh, it's, it's Ti Thursday. Look at that. <laughs> we go back on the other side. 
We'll come back. We'll start to break down the wide receivers. If I'm not mistaken, I think Thielen finishes the top five fantasy wide receiver this season. So shout out to him. Fantasy Football Frenzy, Dish Network, FNTSY Radio. We'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Checking in for week 17. Keep the good times rolling right here. Fantasy football, friends, the F and TSY radio. Got the whole thing rocking. Shout out to everybody that got to work outside and uh, these weather conditions. I feel you. Hopefully, you got your headphones on and the fantasy football frenzy is keeping you warm. You have a warm program, Jake. <laughs> No, not a warm program. No. All right. Sorry, I'm getting my app. Turn the microphone off. I'm getting my app together, <laughs> um, so I can uh fill up these fantasy points of the wide receivers in PPR for this season. Now, matter of fact, let's look standard. You cool with that, Matt? Sure. Whatever yeah. you want to do. <laughs> fantasy points standard weeks one through sixteen. Go ahead, search, tabulate. First name that comes up is DeAndre Hopkins. Dre, Nuke, as I call him, pound for pound. Average 14 points a week in the standard. That's good. Antonio Brown averaged a little more, but Nuke got more points than him because obviously, I mean, obviously Antonio Brown is not going to play the rest of the season. He'll play in 14 games this year. Nuke gave you 16 weeks of fantasy goodness. So, what, what, what happened, Jake? No, I was just laughing at how you said it. Oh, yeah, no, it was fantasy okay, goodness, too. Yeah. Jake, he Fine. got it done regardless of quarterback. Even when Heineken came in, <laughs> he still continued to get it done. Heineken. Heineken, Don't you my disrespect. <laughs> old Dominion. I was excited. We got an Old Dominion boy on the field. Oh, he's so. an Old Dominion guy. I, never, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, wow. Anybody else from ODU in the NFL? There's like one or two like backups, but not like of his level. Well, not a quarterback, yeah, or a running back or a wide receiver. Actually, there's a wide receiver lingering somewhere. I don't know if he's off the practice squad or that he's still lingering out there. But there's a few. There's they're starting to trickle in there. But yeah, Taylor Heineke. Problem is, he's like six feet tall if he's lucky. Oh man, yeah, it's not. Oh, the, the Eagles' long snapper <laughs> is a member. Is it from ODU? I have a question as far as breakout player of the year. Does Tyreek Hill fit that mold for what he did as a wide receiver? Last season, he was more of that gadget guy. That's a good question. Because if so, he gets my vote. He would get your vote for breakout player. He wasn't one of the picks. (laughs) You look at the sheet. Yeah, he's not on the sheet. That's a good writing, though. But I think Tyreek Hill, like, when I think breakout, I think player, like, kind of in that round 7 to 10 range who – wasn't already fantasy relevant. Yeah, I think Hill 
I understand. I'm, my point you is make a good point as a wide receiver. You, he, he's finished harder than Julio Jones. I know. I mean, That's he's crazy. He's going to be uh, what, like number, is he number I got six? him right now. What I'm looking at right now in a standard, Tyreek Hill in a standard, is wide receiver three. That's crazy. And I think he's six in a PPR. So, so yeah, but he was fifth. He was fifteen last year, and that's the thing about it. I think that because and then last year he was. If you put him in your lineup last year. You put him in your lineup as a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm I, saying. I guess, but I'm just saying his so, plays were pretty much like you know weren't really the wide receiver. That's why they, that, we'll see the saber. That's why I didn't vote for Thielen. Thielen was in what, wide receiver 24, 25 last year, and people were relying on him the second half of the season. That's uh, that's the other reason. I, I understand. You're right for what. He's done from last year to take that huge step forward. He's definitely like maybe in a different category of like not breakout but emerging players. It could be in a different conversation because I don't think Thielen deserves to be in a breakout either. I think a breakout here might be Aguilar instead of Thielen. Mm, okay, I can see that. I, I can dig that. Because I'm with Matt. They're like in a completely di- like to take to take that next step to the number one territory is kind of breaking out, but it's kind of tough. Like that's why to go with you, Corey. Like I'm on both sides of this. Mm-hmm. I agree with Matt, but I agree with you. Like that's actually why I didn't vote for Thielen for the same thing. It's like we were already trusting these guys last year. We're they're just even better this year. All right. So if if you want to break it down now, since we now since we've gotten onto this breakout player thing, how about Robbie Anderson? He definitely could be there. Conversation. Yeah, I just, I'm not, it's like, I see Mark Ingram's in here. Mark Ingram deserves an award for something. I don't know. He's got to get something. Yeah. But he was really good. The Matt Medica Award. Right. That's that's another one. Value of the year. There you go. Value of the year. I mean, yeah, value of the year. I think. But that might be Duke Johnson Jr. But now breakout, is it Alvin Kamara then? I mean, I see. I'm, can a rookie be a breakout rookie. because he has no history? You feel what I mean? Right. But I'm seeing Ingram on here. Somebody I don't know who Nom Two is. I don't know who that is either. I look <laughs> at that. No, those are nominations one, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay. okay. Now, with that being said, a wide receiver two was Antonio Brown. Wide receiver three was Tyreek Hill. When Pat Mahomes is the quarterback next year, Jake. Does that make you on draft day think twice about Tyreek Hill? No. What makes you think twice about Tyreek Hill next year is the fact he's going to be drafted way too high for where I want him. He was nice this year, but I'm not drafting him as a wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver. It's just not. The risk is still there. Like, I don't see them not adding something else. If they add something else, that's my biggest concern. That was my concern this year, and I was off on that. I didn't expect this much from Tyreek Hill. It was mostly because of the touchdowns especially, but he's still – boom or bust if you look at the game log not as bad as a Brandon Cooks mm. but it's just you know if you're not if he's not getting this kind of volume next year obviously the volume offset those concerns of you know his boom or bust to get the ball in his hands but if they bring in like if the Marcus Robinson breaks out next year talking about breakouts I don't think it's going to happen or if they do that or if they bring in a free agent wide receiver there's some, some decent ones out there I'm just concerned that if he doesn't have the same level of volume every single game that he does actually turn into Brandon Cooks, and now it's five, six great games and a lot of, eh, wow, I didn't really want him in my lineup. Travis Kelsey, think he's early third again next year? I would go early third for Travis Kelsey. I'd yes. take him oh, I think he jumps into the second. Ooh, That's, that's, that's too concern. high. That's my concern. That's too I, high. I want to have at least either. It is know. too high, but you got to remember Gronkowski was going in the first. Yeah. And if you look at what he did from, if you go back to last season, from that second half on, I think he was like number two. No, he balled out. Yards. He won the championship with him last <laughs> and season. And then this season, he puts up 1,000 yards Does again. It. 
But he's that, doing exactly what he did last year with more touchdowns. He's gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks into the first and suddenly. You see, the thing about it is, it's going to be a new quarterback in Kansas City next year, though. So we don't know how that's going to play I, yeah, out. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't see how Kelsey disappears from that. I, I don't see how Mahomes, especially being, you know, it'll be his rookie season, really. Yeah. On the field, and when you got a guy like Travis Kelsey, and all quarterbacks love to throw to the tight end, I, I think that might even accentuate his value. Hmm. I see. Did we? Did we do? I, I think when we was just when we was back at the mothership, I was trying to get like Mike Leone or one of those real smart Daily Roto dudes to do like a people that you know like good at numbers and stuff like that to do a study on backup quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks targeting the tight end. I think that might be like urban legend. Like it's like you know what I'm saying. Like it's like it's not really nothing behind it. Have you ever looked into that, Jake? No. Oh, that of an off-season thing. <laughs> you think I have time for that? <laughs> I got to be ready for Tout Wars and Label. I ain't got time to. <laughs> I, was, I, I was too busy dispelling the myths of contract years and uh, what's the other one? The, the, oh. the revenge games. Oh, the revenge game. Did you buy revenge games, Matt? You get to, into the revenge game thing? The revenge game thing? Nothing? I mean, not really. I, I do think people get amped up to yeah. play against their former teams. It's it's a better narrative. Yeah, I, I know it's a Scott Engel. Scott uh, Engel loves it. That's, yeah, I would. I, I like to. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, oh, revenge game. I'm not gonna put somebody in my lineup. I'm not gonna make revenge game is not gonna cause me to make a lineup decision. Like I'm not gonna be like, okay, AJ Green or Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is going against the Bengals. Marvin Jones. I'm not gonna do that. But I do. Like I said, it's 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 a, it's a myth, and the fact is, the re- the reason that it turns into a myth is because you hear people talk about it when it happens, and nobody ever talks about the eight other times when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like you, so Marvin Jones faces the Bengals, and that's this season or next season, or whatever. And he goes four for fifty. Nobody's going to be like, "Oh man, Marvin Jones let us down in a revenge game." <laughs> but if it happens, and then all of a sudden he gets seven for one twenty and a touchdown, and be like, "Oh, told look, you, it's the Marvin Jones revenge." Yeah, exactly. So. That's why it turned into a myth, and that's why, like, I've actually found that there's no correlate, like, there's no positive or negative. There was enough instances where it did happen to set off by how many times it did. Well, Jake, so I'm, no I'm curious there. now that you mentioned this. Yeah. What, how, what did you do to figure this out? How, like, how'd you go about this study? Way too much time. Yeah, I that's crazy. <laughs> I went through it in free agency. I listed all the players in free agency every single year for the past decade, and then I looked at the team that they were playing before. So the year after and the year before, and then I looked at what they yeah. were doing a points per game basis before and what they were doing that year, and then what they scored that game. It was a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, Jake, you better man than me, Matt. I would have never did that. I'd be like, no, nah, I'd have been drafting baseball. Just <laughs> yeah, you know, drafting baseball teams. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of drafting baseball teams, how, how many? You win your second or third draft, Matt? Uh, I am on my third draft champions. I did do a draft the first weekend of November that I do every year, first pitch Arizona. So if you want to say this is my fourth. Okay, so you did a first pitch, and then you've done two I'm, draft champions that you've signed up for and filled. And filled, and I'm on my third one. You're your third draft champion. What round are you in? I think we are in the 20th. Okay, all right, so that one's coming along pretty I took good. Scott Kingery, my last pick. Oh, I don't even know a who name, that is. A name to know. Scott Kingery. Jake, you know who Scott Kingery is? No. No? Not that time yet. Jake, when will you start drafting baseball teams? Not till middle February. February. Early middle February. Second week yeah. of February, I think, is labor. Oh, oh, that's right. Now you got that coming up soon. Well, that's a little over a month, about six weeks from now. All right, so continue to talk some of these wide receivers when we come back on the other side. Fantasy football for the telephone lines open 844-843-6879. You got week 17 questions. Call us up and we'll talk and the four of us will talk through it. 
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Back up and Adam Fancy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio. Coming up next segment. Um, one of the DKMS weekly winners. We got to talk to him. So we'll get that done. I think we'll see if we can get Joe Lisi on tomorrow too, because uh, we got the the playoff games is on Monday, right? That is New Year's Day, so that would be correct. This time of year, I kind of the days they, the days start to run together. <laughs> you know, it's cold. Football is over for the most part, and um, you know, my mind is elsewhere. The holidays. How was your holidays, all in kid? I didn't ask you that. How did you, how, how was the holidays for you? Oh, they were good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, 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 nothing, to, nothing to add on to that. Did you get no, anything cool for Christmas? Really. We don't really do. I mean, I got a gift card. We don't really do presents for the adults. Oh, yeah. For the niece and nephew, that, that that's it. Same it's thing. Just, I'm spending my money to give you something. You're spending your money to give me something, and I can spend my money myself. It makes sense, Matt Medica, How was the holidays for you? It was a good time. Uh, my mom got an Amazon Echo. She got some uh, fragrance she wanted. So it was all about her. So she had a good time. That's nice. You get anything cool? You get anything cool, Matt? Uh, me? No. Uh, I, I buy myself gifts. My wife, we just, I, I bought myself an iPhone 10, pretty much. Okay, that's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, so you can hear that banging on the radio. All right, so let's get back to talking about these wide receivers. This is standard scoring we're going through. We already got through the first. Um, we already got through the first four: DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill. Coming in at number four, Matt is Keenan Allen. You always knew if Keenan Allen put together a sixteen-week season, that he would turn into the top five fantasy wide receiver. Now. In the beginning of the season, he wasn't putting up the numbers. Then he hit that stretch where he really took off. If he didn't hit that stretch, he might have been a disappointment. He was a disappointment at one. I mean, I, I know some people were disappointed at him, uh, disappointed by him at some point in the season. And then he took off and was a Keenan Allen that people were expecting him to be. I think San Diego next season. There's a lot to like going into it. Where like say what like the Cowboys, you knew where. Every, who was going to get what? You have your Melvin Gordon, your Keenan Allen, and I think Hunter Henry will finally ascend to that role that he should rightfully have. Jake, in standing scoring, Keenan, averages, Keenan Allen excuse me, averaged 10 fantasy points on a per-game basis. When you look at the season on the whole, right, for the most part, when it comes to his points, it feel like it started off slow. Really, in that first half of the season, he didn't hit 10 that much at all. He had two games over 10 points before week eight. And then after week eight is when he really took off. Would you say up to that point that he was a disappointment? He was definitely a disappointment for what you wanted because you want Keenan Allen to be a wide receiver one when he's healthy. And when he's a wide, when he's healthy, he's a top 10 wide receiver. We see that ability. We see the fact that he has the ability to be the best receiver in fantasy when healthy with Phillip Rivers. But the schedule was rough. Phillip Rivers wasn't playing well. Keenan Allen was struggling. So 
Yeah, up until that point, he was because he wasn't a wide receiver one, and that's what you want from Keenan Allen. In the second half of the season, after the bye week, I don't know if they had to talk with Phil Rivers. He had those three weeks where he put up 100 points or something like that. I mean, it was was pretty insane. And this is what it was in in standard scoring, right? He After the bye, he came back at Jacksonville, obviously the Jackson 5. You know how that went. Week 11 against Buffalo, 12 for 159 and two touchdowns. It's 28 points in the standard. Week 12 against the Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys. 11 for 172 in a touch. I have Keenan Allen on one of my teams. It was getting the Cowboys. Was, they, was, they was destroying Dallas. And then it was destroying an Ezekiel Elliott-less Dallas. And I just was rooting for Keenan Allen. I was like, keep torching them. Keep torching them. <laughs> I don't care what you do to this team. Beat the crap out of them. So for all I care. And he went and he puts 11 for 172. 23 points in the standard. The next week versus Cleveland. 10 for 105 in a touch. 16 in the standard. Then the next week versus D.C., 6 for 111, no touchdown, 11 in the standard. That right there, Jake, is kind of that stretch right there is kind of what made Keenan Allen's season. Does he go back into the wide receiver one conversation next year? I think he's low end, and that's really what it comes down to. Is The biggest thing is why he was there this year in the conversation or actually just outside of the conversation for a lot of people was because of the injury history. So now that he's made it through the entire season healthy, he'll be back to that conversation because you see that high upside potential. There's not a lot of wide receivers in fantasy that produce week in and week out and don't have dips. I mean, you can talk about... You know, like Antonio Brown's a rare mm-hmm. exception. Antonio Brown, the time that he's had dips has been because Landry Jones is that quarterback and the Ben Roethlisberger factor. DeAndre Hopkins is at the deal with poor quarterback play, but he's kind of beasted this year. But, I mean, we're talking about those are the elites. And right as soon as we get after that, if you want to start talking about that next tier of wide receivers, we start including Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, all those guys that are just right behind them. That's what you're dealing with. You know, there's going to be a couple of weeks where you're a little bit disappointed. Michael Thomas has been one of the most consistent ones this year, period. I think we want to see a little bit more from Keenan Allen with that, but because of his upside, he's he's definitely in the conversation to be a top ten, top twelve wide receiver for sure. What do you think, Matt? Will you go back? You go back? To, would you go back to him over Des Bryant? Oh, well, Keenan Allen? Oh, no question. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Don't all, I want everybody to speak at once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, oh, Des Bryant. Because you're out of your mind. <laughs> Des Bryant's more like that fourth round yeah. kind of wide receiver next year. But Keenan Allen was going in that range this year. Well, but that's because, you, you know, we were worried injuries. about more of the injury. And he was that, you know, he was more of a fourth round, you know, third round, certain cases. But there was concern for, for, for those reasons. I mean, I'm just looking at something here. And I just look at like Julio Jones, who is third in he has fourteen less receiving yards than DeAndre Hopkins. He's got, you know, thirteen less catches, but he's got ten less touchdowns. It just, you know, I don't I don't know if I could ever quit this guy. I'm just I'm just looking at it on the page and the thing about it is with Julio, who's the next player that we're gonna talk about in standard, he comes in as wide receiver five, not only the touchdowns. But the fact that you he was a top five, top six guy off the board. So he, he didn't produce that that work like that. He didn't bring that back. He didn't bring back that value, Julio Jones. Not of his not of his own fault. What do you think, Matt? I'm You sound like you're defending Julio Jones. No, I just cause I'm just thinking about like next year's draft that first round. If if he falls to the back if he falls to that turn, I don't know how if I have that pick, I don't know how Julio Jones is not one of my picks. I'm, I'm just trying to look at that. If, you, if we're going to go on the theory that you like to put Matt Ryan year two in the offense, 
And it's the touchdowns. It really is the touchdowns that kill him. If he gets back to, say he puts on 10 more catches, I mean, this is a guy that you, you know is a lock for 1,300-plus yards. 1,500, 1,600 isn't unrealistic. No, it's true. He can eat. Listen, that type of talent, he can put up that type of season, and we do think the Falcons feel better in the offense next year. Uh, Julio Jones comes in next. I don't know about that. Year two, Matt Ryan always re- and over his course of his career. I don't care about this whole year two narrative. I mean, it's the truth. It's just uh, it's it's a narrative. It's it's slightly better numbers at times, and a lot of it is being weighted by what happened last year. It's everything broke right for them. It just that it's not all just because of the offense of him feeling more comfortable. Last year it was just everything broke right. There is unreal touchdown rates that we saw that have never been matched since like the Peyton Manning days when he was throwing for 50 plus touchdowns and the fact is we don't know if Sarkeesian's offense is that great and he runs the same play ten, like 10 plays he runs the, the entire game that just because Matt Ryan's more comfortable doesn't mean Sarkeesian's offense is going to be better okay all right, so we'll see. Let's go mentor and see how that plays yeah, out. No, I'm just pointing out that. I mean, he's pretty much, the tu- without the touchdowns, he's had a pretty much the season DeAndre Hopkins had. But it's the touchdowns that are the, are the difference. Okay, if you owned him in the standard, you are disgusted. In the standard, he had five weeks where he scored 10 points or more. Five weeks. Julio yeah. Jones had 11 weeks in standard scoring. Julio Jones had 11 weeks of single-digit production. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the reasons I don't play standard. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, Matt said that's one of the reasons why he don't play standard. You as somebody who plays plays in more standard leagues, this right here is not cutting it. No, it was, the touchdowns haven't been there. But, you know, that's the arguments that everybody makes are going back and forth. I don't play in PPR because I don't like getting positive point nine points for a negative one-yard loss like we saw last week. That's, when you, I was watching well, back the program I don't yesterday. mind if people want to play standard. Yeah, I, I, have, I, don't, I don't like, you know. The reason I play PPR is 97% of the leagues that I'm in are PPR leagues. And, mm. you know, that's what the NFFC does. So that's what I gear myself towards. I mean, ESPN made the switch. So, but, you know, if you like standard, you play whatever the hell you like. You know, I, I do like the fact that I was able to get into two super flexes, one in the flex cup, which was a failure. The uh, fishbowl. <laughs> I did make a play with the fishbowl, but that's a draft. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fishbowl. <laughs> a draft. And, you know, but I, I do like that format. I, I, I really do. That was something uh, I did enjoy this fantasy season. Wide receiver six in standard scoring with Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green. A.J. Green finishes off the season, well, the fantasy portion of the season, with uh, 73 receptions, 1,061 yards, eight touchdowns. It seems like he didn't play. It seem, it really does seem like he didn't have this good of a season, Jake. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, because I owned him on, on it. Well, that team won the championship, to be honest with you. But it wasn't because of him. It was in spite of him. I don't feel like A.J. Green had a good season. Oh, he had. A, he actually had. Okay, he had a good season, not a great season. The biggest problem is that his down weeks were very down, and they were against bad matchups. He didn't do anything against Jacksonville. Didn't do anything against Minnesota. Uh, I don't think he did much against Chicago either. So you just look at the team that he's with. It comes down to Andy Dalton that offense. The offensive line did the team no favors the entire year. AJ Green's pretty much out there by himself, trying to do everything he can in the passing game. So. You know, it's just understandable. Like, A.J. Green is – just think about – I'm not saying Andy Dalton isn't worlds better than Brock Osweiler, but go back to DeAndre Hopkins when he was playing with Brock Osweiler. There's only so much you can do when your offense sucks around you. Yeah, the Bengals, if if they make improvements on that line, and I think they have to move from Andy Dalton. They have to make this move. And 
I don't know who they're getting at quarterback. AJ McCarron. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they didn't trade him. Yeah. <laughs> you AJ, know, what are you talking about? If, AJ McCarron. If he gets an upgraded quarterback, I, I think he's one of those guys in the set if he goes to the second round, yeah, they're yeah. gonna be very happy to have. Oh, especially if he slips to the second now. If I can get AJ as a wide receiver too, I'll take that all day. Do it two times oh, on Sunday. Oh yeah, it would have to be <laughs> Would you start a team Julio Jones and AJ Green? It's a possibility, yeah. Mm. We come back on the other side. We talk to one of the participants in this weekend's DKMS Big Game Challenge. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. DKMS, you've been hearing us rocking with them all year long. Big game challenge. Remember, week 17 is the week where we've uh, the contestant winners square off for a trip to the Super Bowl. About to bring in one of the contestants, Lucas Howard. He's going to join the program in a few moments from now. But before he joins the program, I want to tell this story. <laughs> so I went out into Rock and Raleigh's just now to um, throw away some trash, you know what I'm saying, and talk a little trash. <laughs> so... As I'm there, this lady comes up to me and she says, my son, I'm from Montreal, my son loves fantasy football. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's very nice. And she was like, my son would like your autograph. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Are you serious? This is the first time I've ever in my life been asked for an autograph. So my status, you know what I'm saying, Matt Wadiga? So the young boy is going to come in here, and the next break he's going to take a photo, and I'm going to give him my autograph. This is I'm, I finally made it, Matt. <laughs> I didn't know I was so popular in Montreal, Jake. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I'm tickled by this. All right, 844-843-6879. Hey, Don Burns, we got my man Lucas Howard. Don Burns, I made it. Yes, yes, I did. Lucas, what's going on with you, big homie? Oh, not too much. How are you, Corey? I am doing well. Did you, did you know I made it, Lucas? Did you know that I'm that I'm that being requested? People are asking fantasy executive for his autograph now. Sounds like it, anyway. Yeah, thank you, Lucas. Lucas, you could be going to the Super Bowl in Minnesota. Where you live at? Where do you live at, Lucas? Uh, I live in Danesville, Ohio. Oh, you live in Ohio? Is it cold out there as it is in New York today? Uh, it feels like it. Be careful. This weather right here is very uh, freezing. So, Lucas, you moved on to Week 17 playing for these Super Bowl tickets. What team do you root for? Uh, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. All right. Well, they're not going to be there, Lucas. (laughs) You won't be going going to see them, Lucas. Probably this year or many others. At least somebody's representing Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Lucas, so let me ask you this. Week 17, first of all, Lucas, how was your regular season, your season-long fantasy football teams? How did they do this year? Uh, season long, uh, not too well. Don't put too much time into that anymore. So. Oh, you so you so you you've kind of jumped off season. So you the DFS is kind of your thing altogether now, huh? 
Uh, I like, like it a lot more. Like, why is that? Uh, just the week to week, being able to really zone in on what I want as opposed to sticking with the same guys all season long. All right, so let me ask you this, Lucas. Week 17, kind of a tough week. I don't want you to pull the top back on the whole lineup, but this is kind of a tough week. You know, people in and out. You know, don't really know what's going to happen. People resting players. You know, people giving younger players a chance. What's kind of is when you go to sit down and make this lineup to have a trip? That means the chance to make a chance to for a chance to win a trip to the big game. What is like your general strategy? Well, this week, you know, like you said, it's a lot different than uh, every other week with all the news and everything. So I haven't really sat down to say, you know, this is who I want and everything because I want to make sure I digest all the news, but. I do think that a lot of people undervalue all the news on like the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and ignore some pretty good spots that open up. So, hoping to take advantage of that. Uh, all in kid, Jake Sealy. This is Lucas Howard. He's playing this weekend yeah. for a chance week 17. Yeah, I was gonna show, what, what week did you win, Lucas? Uh, week three. Oh wow, long time ago. So you've been sitting. Yeah, on the what, what was your team? That, what was your what was your big score? What was the what carried you that week? Uh, funny enough, I uh, stacked up Deshaun Kaiser with Kenny Brett and brought it back to T.Y. Hilton, and they all had pretty good games and uh, got big games out of A.J. Green and Odell Beckham. Wow. <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser and Kenny Brett. How How, who that? would ever thunk that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep. Cleveland Rock. Cleveland lives on. <laughs> that's, I guess that's how he was going to do it, man. I guess he was going to play his, his, his plays from his favorite team. I can assure you there will be no Browns on my team this weekend. <laughs> Probably would be a good idea. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is there a I'm, – I'm not asking you to give out your uh, lineup or anything like that, but is there a certain kind of formula that you have set in, that you've created so far for Sunday that you're looking at implementing? Uh, like I said, you know, I haven't – I'm waiting a little longer this week just because all the news I, mm-hmm. I don't want to – lock into something before I have the chance to digest something important, but uh, you know, a lot of what I look at is just like trending metrics uh, and things like that to find better spots than what everyone else is looking at, so. Okay, Lucas, I'm going to take this off the rails a little bit. <laughs> you just, I hope you, Lucas, if you listen to this program, you kind of had to figure this was coming. Um, Hey, Lucas, let me ask you this. What do you think? What do you think needs to be? What do you think the Cleveland Browns need to do with Hugh Jackson? Uh, let him go. Let him go. I, I mean, one in <laughs> thirty, one in thirty-one has been pretty uh, horrific these past couple years. What's the atmosphere like in Cleveland? Because it seems like you got some people that's on his side. You know, what I'm saying the general manager had him in a bad spot. But the bottom line is, Lucas, you got to win football games when you're the coach, right? Isn't that the truth? Uh, you know. There's some unrest, certainly, uh, at least among like people I talk to about it. Oh, who's you got people but, out there? You know, you know, yeah. you, got, you got sources inside the organization, Lucas. <laughs> no, 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 no connections inside the organization. Just uh, you know, a lot of friends I talk football with. Okay, that kind of thing. So, yeah, Lucas, when you're building a lineup for this week, look, like, again, we're not going to ask you to give out anything, but I don't think there's any secret here with what I'm about to ask you. You're only facing 15 other people, so you can't go so contrary because you don't need to worry about that many lineups. Derrick Henry's got to be a, a big part of what you're thinking about doing this week, right? Uh, well, funny enough, I'm still waiting to see what happens with this Jaguar situation. Uh, I certainly think there may be some merit to 
not going with Derrick Henry. He's a guy that doesn't catch any passes. Uh, he's going to be pretty touchdown dependent. So I could certainly see uh, not having him, but it's the low price that he's at. So, you know, it might be tough to fade him. I'm just anxious to see DeMarco Murray come like limping onto the field. He's like, you can't keep me out. I'm coming in. Put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely nuts what they've done with him all year. I mean, from what I understand, he's been banged up the entire season, and I don't know if the guy's missed a game. Lucas, how did you feel when LeBron James left? Oh, that hurt. That <laughs> that may have been the worst moment of my life, certainly up to that point. Yeah, I can imagine. So you wasn't out there burning jerseys and stuff like that, was you? No, no, none of that. But yeah. I certainly wish I would have been at the time. See, Lucas, I, this kind of touched me, too, because I, I, I used to be a New York Knicks fan. <laughs> so when, I was rooting, when I was rooting for the Knicks, Lucas, um, I thought LeBron James was going to come to Madison Square Garden and bring and bring basketball back, you know, to MSG. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, I felt the same way. So I don't want to say I had the same pain that you felt when LeBron left, Lucas, but, you know, I felt it, too. You know, and I booed him when he came back to Madison Square Garden. I make sure I was I didn't watch it on, on you know, I wasn't at the game. I watched it on TV, and I was booing him every time he touched the ball. And I knew you guys out there in Cleveland. You, they had, the first time he came back to Cleveland, they had extra police out there, Lucas. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was pretty hostile. Well, I mean, since we're talking from Cleveland sports, you might well. the NFL, <laughs> I, I was I was disappointed in the Indians not taking down the Yankees this year. And you know, yeah. moving on there, but I I like the Indians' chances once again. Are you a uh, are you an Indians fan? Oh yeah, I'm still on. I was I was there at Game Five and we lost actually. So all in on it again this year. I was I was out. a little heartbroken too. And like I said, I'm I'm a Mets fan, but I don't like to see the Yankees uh, do well. That's why he. That's why Who the does? Mets fans are on. Oh, look at this, Lucas. <laughs> you you got some Yankee fans too. Um, not a fan of any of the ones I know, but. Okay, <laughs> Lucas. I, let, let me let me tell you something, Lucas. I felt like I'm looking at your some pieces of your lineup for week um from week three. This is not a bad lineup. You had Jared Cook in your lineup. <laughs> Jared <laughs> Cook is, is a very tough guy to roster, Lucas. You understand? Jared Cook can oh, yeah, give I've, you a donut at any given moment. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost expected from him, Lucas. <laughs> Seems that way lately. Not a very talkative guy, are you, Lucas? <laughs> I'm a little bit reserved, but a little bit reserved. I, I thought this would be a good thing for me to do. No, I, no, no, no. I, I, it's going well. I don't have no problem with everything. And then, Lucas, I, I like <laughs> I like the fact that um, you know, that you're like a big time Cleveland sports fan. I think that's pretty cool. Did you go to the parade when the Cavs won the championship? Uh, actually, I couldn't make it. Unfortunately, oh, I had sucks. work the day of the parade, so. Cool. That was a little bit disappointing for me. All right, now you, uh, Jake, you can get back in here. Oh, that, dude, did you keep putting lineups in after to see if you could get a second entry? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh yeah, I I was actually not sure if you guys would give it to me if I qualified a second time, but I certainly kept firing at it. I think Scott would have taken your uh, if you wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah, so did you, so you went you went in there did you did not did you get the uh, the kit and everything swab the cheek and all of that from DKMS or you just was like playing the game? 
Can you say that again? Did you did you uh, when you went to DKMS.com, I mean RotoExperts.com backslash DKMS? Did you sign up, you know, to be a donor, or, did, or you just like playing the game trying to get these Super Bowl tickets? Oh no, I didn't really know a whole lot about that. Okay, I just saw the contest in the fantasy draft lobby. No doubt. So that's cool. That's a good look right there. Let me say, say thanks for hollering at us, Lucas. I'm about to sign some autographs. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this, Lucas. <laughs> if you um, if you um, if you win and you go to Super Bowl, who are you taking with you? Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, okay. but uh, probably depends on who's playing in the game. I've got some Steelers fans, unfortunately, yeah, and uh, some Patriots fans that uh, certainly would like to go to the game. So that'd be we'll cool. We'll see who gets there and then make a decision. Well, I wish you luck, Lucas, and thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Hey, thanks for having me on, Court. I hear no doubt about that. That's my man, Lucas, out there in Ohio, Cleveland sports fan, Cleveland rocks. He's playing in Week 17 for a chance to go to the big game out there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Come back on the other side. I am going to. I'm take. We gonna take the break. I'm gonna sign some autographs, and then we come back. I'm gonna tell you about it. It's Fancy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand, or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out now. You can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. It's TI Thursday, FNTSY Radio. Me and Wall Street Man Padika are just doing our celebrity thing in Studio 34, banging out some autographs. That was pretty trippy. Yeah, that was, that was pretty trippy. Um, lady, lady and her husband from Montreal, right? She gave me a kiss. I thought, like, oh, come down, lady. <laughs> come down, lady. I didn't right, get no kisses. Right in front of her husband, too. You feel what I'm saying? It was a kiss on the cheek. I mean, not a big deal, obviously, but... I'm um, happy to say something to Models. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they seem like fans, so I'm happy about that. You feel what I mean? So, uh, shout out to um, Bruno is her uh, boy back in Montreal. Yes. So, they came here. They took some pictures with us. Lady gave me a kiss on the cheek, whatever. And they took some pictures. Her and her husband came in the studio. So, that was... um. Interesting to say, her perfume is strong. You still smell that perfume yes. in the studio. Yeah, I do. Jake, everybody loves New York City. They come up here, they stay at the Renaissance Hotel, Rock Rallies. They have a good time. They come down here, they see Studio Thirty Four. So, um, we told them that uh, that that you that we'll have them. We'll we got the email address, and so we'll have you send the young man, the son that's back in Montreal, the email. Yeah, we told them an, e- an email and a, and a shirt. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we told them we're gonna give the shirt. The shirt gonna be on the house too. <laughs> Shirt's coming out of your pocket. <laughs> oh man, this is a good time. Jake, you gonna play any DFS this weekend? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I haven't really been playing too much I, I, DFS. I already built a couple lineups. Oh, you already? Oh, you already rocking and rolling? Yeah. yeah. I haven't played too much this year. It's kind of like I got annoyed with basketball last night. I saw that tweet. That was I, crazy. I scored two ninety five and didn't cash last night in a fifty fifty, right? In a fifty fifty. That's crazy. The cut right line there. for the cash was three oh four. So it must have been somebody. It must have been somebody that everybody was on that that lived well, up to Clarkson, expectations. Who? Or not Clarkson? Um, who is the? 
the one that filled in last night with the late scratch. I can pull it up. Uh, I just now his name is forgetting mine. You, it's oh Lance Stevenson. I was gonna say oh. the dude that blew in LeBron's ear. So Lance, Lance, Stevenson. Lance Stevenson was stepping in and he scored like fifty. Oh, nothing. okay. You like, put up, you put up a so fifty you were, bomb. You were, yeah, you were already starting with that in the bag for pretty much almost everybody had him. But even so, you, you like that? I had him on the team. It usually doesn't come up to that big of his, but you know, you know, uh, Rondo out there dropping twenty five assists. That that didn't help. Yo, that's crazy. Rondo had twenty five assists last night. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, look. I, I don't know. If, if everybody had him, that makes it so much. You know, it's in a cash game. It just, it's kind of you got to play the chalk mm-hmm. like that. But then when they go off, it's kind of like who was the other guy that you know that was maybe less. There was that there was off. just there there was just a lot of forties and fifties being scored last night. So it wasn't like there wasn't a huge there wasn't a huge like oh you had to have this guy like the big thing like I was looking at last night a lot of people had Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins Cousins is good I don't ever trust Anthony Davis in the cash and last night happened to be one of the nights where it kind of bit you if you didn't have him because he scored almost close, I think like around sixty maybe like four Christmases ago I won a free roll with like eight thousand people in it and I was like why didn't I put a dollar on this line what the hell is wrong with me. Oh my God! I, mean, I never forget that. Everybody on my team scored at least twenty-five or more, except for stupid Enos Cantor. Oh well, but, yeah. well, he's coming off what that thirty-one points, I know, twenty-two right? rebounds. You get right, right back to him. Yeah, Boogie at fifty-five, Anthony Davis at sixty-nine. So big night last night. That, Boogie, both of them got it done. Boogie and AD. I gotta say, I'm a fan of Kyrie's commercial. Which one? The new one that just dropped. Um, Have you seen it? Uh, what's the latest Kyrie commercial? He's he, he's like he could. He does like all the moves yeah. and stuff. Then he's like, "You want to see it in reverse?" Okay, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen like that one Christmas yet. Christmas Day, I'm sure it was on. Yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. so. obviously they they run out oh, all the Corey. big ones. What's up? I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet. We're gonna talk about James Harrison in the second hour. Yeah, let's get into that. I don't have a problem with what he's doing. And Pittsburgh was stupid. They should have known he was going to do this. But there's some lot of things going on with James Harrison. So we'll break that down when we come back. Hour number two. Pop Rossi in here. Coming for us. <laughs> T.I. T.I. Thursday, excuse me. Fancy football frenzy. I want to come two on the other side and we continue to go down to wide receivers and running backs. <laughs> 